Twitter is a platform that can give the little guy incredible power in the communications arena when used correctly. And it can become quite a quagmire because people say and do things behind their computer screens they would never, ever say or do in person. At its worst, Twitter is the mob, an army of sharks and trolls just waiting impatiently for the next feeding frenzy, and they are merciless. Does the punishment fit the crime? Typically not. But we do learn quickly that our actions have consequences. What you tweet matters. And we could all stand to be a little more accountable on social media in general. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back. Most of us get a lot out of social media, and many of us also want to learn how to become better social media users, especially in the current, shall we say, tense political climate. While this episode is all about social media etiquette, and these guidelines will definitely help you become a more adept social media user, they're also a reminder to think about how we engage with one another, you know, the human beings behind our computer screens. You would think it could go without saying, but you would be wrong. We need to be mindful of the communities around us and the human beings, the people who occupy that space. It always astounds me when people say things in writing that they would never, ever say to another human being in person. My dad used to tell us to not put anything in writing that could be used against us later. But for some reason, people forget that cardinal rule when it comes to social media. I actually have a friend who wants to create a bot that tracks all of the horrible things people say and then use that against them later. His goal is to have it online so a potential employer or client can search the person's name and then see the horrible, nasty things he or she once said on the internet. That's going a bit far from my perspective, but his point is valid. Don't say anything on social media you could regret later, right? To do that, let's talk about some of the key don'ts when it comes to social media. Number one, don't post too much. My small child often reminds us that there are four things a plant needs to survive and thrive. Air, water, sun, and love. But not too much of each. Just like you wouldn't water a new seedling with a fire hose or tell someone you love them on the first date, you can't overdo it on social media. I get it. Fear of missing out or FOMO is very real and we are all worried about missing out even on likes, views, and retweets. And sometimes you just can't help wanting to participate in a broader conversation. However, the desire to stay relevant online is often confused with the need to post about everything all the time. The exception to this rule is if you're participating in a Twitter chat. But it's easy to warn your followers that you're about to tweet a lot on the topic for an hour and then you can go back to normal. While there isn't a fast and hard rule about posting frequency, you can determine the best share volume for your brand by monitoring three things. Engagement per channel, so that's likes, favorites, comments, shares, and retweets. Follower growth, are you going up or down or staying the same? And then direct feedback, both positive and negative. As a general rule, most people expect Twitter to be a place for frequent posts, so up to 14 a day, whereas Facebook is meant for one or two posts a day. So keep that in mind depending on where you are. All right, rule number two, 
don't post too little. (laughs) So now that I've thrown the book at you for posting too much, here's the flip side. You can't expect to post once or twice a year and then expect people to come rushing to your social profiles when you do finally have something you need to get out there. The power of shared media is that it's often a dialogue and customers and clients often use your social media presence to gauge how well your business is doing. That's why it's so important to keep an active, not annoying, presence on social media. In some cases, going dark even for a handful of days or weeks can make people really nervous and it will send them looking elsewhere for answers. This can leave a lasting negative perception about your brand. But don't panic if you've let your social media lapse and don't apologize for not posting. Don't call attention to your own lack of posting or inconsistency. If resources and the availability of original content is an issue, rely on user-generated content until you can curate original, interesting pieces of your own. Because rules one and two of what not to do regard scheduling, you do want to look into a tool such as CoSchedule. It's what we use, and it's incredible. I mean, I love it so much, I asked it to marry me, and it did say yes, so there will be a wedding, CoSchedule and Jenny Dietrich getting together finally at last. (laughs) But you can also check out Hootsuite or Buffer, which both have free plans. This will help you stay somewhat consistent with your social media presence. All right, rule number three, don't ignore your audience. Most of us are not celebrities, except maybe in our own minds. We can't just post our own content and then run, knowing that millions of fans lie in wait to rub up the hype machine for us. Every time you post and then don't follow up on the likes, comments, and engagement of your audience, you're losing crucial momentum that you can use to build your online brand. Don't leave audience engagement up to chance. If you want to receive comments, likes, and shares and create a faithful audience in the long run, you can't just slap a sales pitch on your post without encouraging discussion around a broader topic or without inviting participation. There's a reason that so many YouTube channels encourage viewers to comment and subscribe at the end of the videos, because it works. It's a tried and true tactic when you're building your brand online. And it's one of the most important things to do when you're building community. I know not every expert out there agrees with me, but we've built one of the most engaged communities on the web, if not the most in marketing and communications. You all rock. And it did not happen by accident. We encourage respectful engagement. We learn little things about you so we can push buttons in a good way to enhance the experience. And we encourage discussion and debate. Those things work. They take time, but they work. Number four, do not forget to proofread. It's one thing to use slang and internet shorthand judiciously and wisely. It's another to mix up your theirs and your yours and your, 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 and you are. And do you know when to use whom and whom? What about affect and effect? And like I said, the yours. This isn't a social media example per se, but it goes to show how important proofreading is. Imagine you've created a bus wrapper. And on that bus wrapper, it has your picture and your name with a big, bold call me as the call to action, but no phone number. How will people call you? You may think this example is a bit over the top, but it actually happened. Poor John Cooper and Jim Hurley. They're just attorneys. They want to have people call them. They have their faces on a bus. There's no phone number. 
Good grammar should be a given, but it's often neglected due to the immediacy demanded by social media. That extra minute of proofreading is worth its weight in gold. More than just punctuation, make sure you double check sentence structure, subject noun agreement, and the meaning of words, such as further and farther, affect and effect, and please learn the difference between there, there, and there. There are differences. Also, make sure there is a phone number listed if your call to action is to have people call you. Rule number five, do not use canned responses. This one is really important. Do not, I repeat, do not write spammy automated comments on other users' posts. Social media is built around conversations and relationships, not spam. And don't get a bot to do it for you either. The stilted, awkward, if not outright grammatically incorrect English gives it away every time. And other social media users will react with suspicion, wondering if there really is a real living human behind the wheel. While automation is great for curated content and for scheduling your own stuff, it absolutely cannot replace the social part of social media. To boot, if your brand is in the middle of a crisis and you're copying and pasting your canned message, be prepared for the social media mob to come after you. While it's understandable that automation and the old tried and true copy and paste saves time, particularly in a crisis, it makes you a lot less approachable. And being less approachable will be harmful to your brand for years to come. Rule number six, do not post about politics willy-nilly. And speaking of being harmful to your brand for years to come, let's talk about politics. When I think of politics and business, I think of company boycotts. Your social media behavior can hurt your business. When Meg Whitman, the CEO of Hewlett-Packard, shared on LinkedIn why she, as a Republican, voted for Hillary Clinton, it caused an uproar. When Peter Thiel was backing Trump during the election, social media users took to Twitter to propose PayPal boycotts. If you're going to wade into politics on social media, you have to be prepared for a backlash of gargantuan proportions, especially if you're going in without a solid platform underneath you. That means strategy, matches, brand, and culture, and that you are prepared for the backlash because there will be a backlash. We used to say you absolutely should not post on politics on social media. And then the 2016 election happened and that all went by the by. Today, though, politics encompasses not just what's happening in Washington, but diversity, gender equality, sexual abuse and more. When Nike used Colin Kaepernick in their latest campaign, they had to be prepared for the backlash and prepared they were. While the stock price initially took a hit, Nike product sales surged and the stock rebounded by multiples. They know their audience is not those who boycott them, but those who stand politically aligned with their brand. Plus, let's be real, it got them an incredible amount of earned media that would have been almost impossible to do through traditional methods. So while you don't want to post about politics willy-nilly, if it fits your brand's direction and you're strategic about it, it can work out for you. Just do be prepared for the inevitable backlash because it will happen. And for the people who are not and never will be your customers who will be very vocal about how much they hate you for a few days. It will be a miserable few days, but it's important that you stand up for what you believe in and it aligns with your brand. So those are the six rules around what not to do on social media. 
Next week, we'll be a bit more positive and talk about the things you should be doing. Some of these rules may seem intuitive if you've been active online, even if you don't participate much. It's especially important to deconstruct how things work as they do on social media, as much to give ourselves a refresher on how to be more thoughtful as it is to teach newcomers. Do you have any rules for social media that weren't covered here? And remember, it's just the don'ts this week. The do's are later. Don't forget to get in touch. I love hearing your comments and especially your stories. And we might feature you in one of them as well. If you haven't yet joined the Spin Sucks community, don't hesitate. It's free. Come tell us all about your own social media etiquette guidelines and why they work for you. Go to spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community and hang out with the best and brightest in marketing and communications, which does include you. And remember, if you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends. And if you have a few minutes, leave a review. Have a great week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 